On today's edition of New Amsterdam Radio, a little bit of a ghost story. We're talking about ghost restaurants and how you can apply that to your creative work on this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. How is everyone doing out there on the internet? You are listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives, people like yourself who like to do things with their hands, their hearts, their minds, their souls. We take a little bit of tidbits of news, what's going wrong in our society and culture, and we try to find ways that we can extract that and use that as a lesson for our next creative work. Of course, my name is Flobo Boys. Thank you so much for keeping me in your life, wherever you stream your podcast. We're talking Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, iTunes, all of that stuff. And in fact, if you're there now, do me a favor and rate the show, because rating the show is fantabulous. I don't know about you, but it's the fall. We're knee-deep in it. Halloween is just around the corner, although I'm broadcasting live from Southern California, so I really can't feel it. It's literally 93 degrees at the time of this recording. I'm actually doing this in my apartment complex here. Halloween is one of those holidays that I loved so much as a kid, and I still appreciate it now, but it's kind of slid down by the power rankings of my favorite holidays. It's now currently at number three. You know, like I love New Year's Day. That's my favorite. Uh, Valentine's Day is great, although I prefer it when I'm single, ironically. And Halloween is kind of there. You know, we're celebrating the harvest harvest, and there's like cornucopias and there's leaves falling down and and there's scary stuff. And I'm not sure if you're full on scary, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be hurt scary or like fun scary, like what they do at Disneyland. Uh, It's definitely a holiday that gets a bad rap in some places and communities, but I am a fan. And one of the things I love about Halloween is that almost everyone should have a ghost story. Much like how everyone should have a a joke in their back pocket, how everyone should have an amusing anecdote in their back pocket when they're at parties. Everyone should have a ghost story. Now, I say that. uh, Do as I say, not as I do. Because I don't really have any ghost stories. Or I would say the ghost story I have isn't that good. But what's to say about our culture, right? We love hearing stories that... uh, invoke and maybe provoke and even uh, stoke the imagination of what can be fantastical like ghosts and spirits and things of that nature and that's why we like to, to watch our scary movies and that's why we like to tell our friends about things that go bump in the night right uh, again halloween i love it love it so much and but even though we're talking about ghosts on this episode we're talking about a different kind of ghost I was reading this week's edition of the USA Today, and there was an article about ghost kitchens. I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but as our tastes for the restaurant experience has evolved, so has our logistics in delivering that food to you. Let me explain. A generation ago, maybe even 10 years ago, if you really wanted something to eat, you would have to put on your pants and go on down to the restaurant and either sit and wait for, a, or for some food or hop in your car and get some fast food. And it was also delivery. I'm from New York City where we kind of like, uh, not so much invented, but innovated delivery. You know, any, everyone had a takeout menu. You call from your house. Hey, I'm making an order. I want this, that, and the other thing. And somebody will come over to your house in 30 minutes or so. Well, the app culture we live in, you know, where there's an app for that, kind of changed that. Kind of put it on his head. 
That is an app for everything. You can open up an app and ask for food. Not sure if your weapon of choice is Seamless, Grubhub, Eat24, or if it's Postmates, DoorDash, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. You can go into these apps, see restaurants in your neighborhood, peruse the menu, click a couple things you want, and order without even speaking to an actual person. In fact, it was only a matter of time where that started to change what we considered a restaurant to be. You see, here in West LA, where I live, there is a nice little Korean restaurant down the block there that when it first opened, there was just a door that led to a kitchen. It wasn't a lobby. There wasn't something to order from. You would just walk up there and say, hey, I want this. And they would just hand you the food. <laughs> I think since that I got changed, but now you can only order from that restaurant online or by delivery. There's no way for you to virtually go, there's no way for you to actually go, excuse me, to order or to consume the food on premises. You have to get it by delivery. And so the next step is this. If I'm a restauranteur, if I want people to give me money for my food and my food offerings, it would behoove me to have as many different food options at once if it's all the same to someone looking at an app. So what we're seeing and what the USA Today article was about was that there's more and more what's called ghost kitchens. These are virtual restaurants in so much that there's a, probably a logo, there's probably a fancy design menu on these apps or on, on some sort of websites, but the restaurants themselves don't exist. They probably are just like a siphoned sub-brand in a giant kitchen where they'll make things. In fact, example used in the article was a pizza restaurant that also makes uh, shakes from another restaurant or something like that. So you're at home at a party, it doesn't really matter to you, but then, you know, when it comes down to it, these, these individuals, these restaurant entrepreneurs are able to maximize their profit margin and revenue because they're offering a diverse portfolio. But these restaurants don't quite exist at the same time. They are, in fact, virtual. Isn't that wild? I mean, we always think about someone who's waiting by the phone for our orders, and they'll pick it up, and they'll say, no problem, we'll get our best guy and send it to you. Or for using an app, there's you know, probably some intern going, look, bruh, I found a new order, and the same things are set into motion. But now, those things don't even exist. I mean, it's only a matter of time before the people answering the phones aren't even people. Right? You are amazing. You're a complex individual that has so many different ideas to offer. In previous episodes, we talk about diversifying your portfolio, giving yourself different offerings to show your range as an artist. But what happens if you have a certain line, a product line, or a certain way of approaching things that you want to separate that brand. You want to create a separate brand that's away from the core brand, but definitely show your range as a creative. Give yourself a spark to see how you can make more things. For example, let's say you're an author and every book you've written on there, you know your, your, your actual author name or your legal name. But let's say you want to write books in a completely different genre with a different sensibility and different writing structure. You have the option now, instead of saying, I'm also doing this too. I know I've written romance novels my entire career, but now I'm going into cyberpunk. Or you can say, okay, I'm going to make a pen name just for those books. It's kind of the same kind of concept. I mean, the actual products are coming from your mind. They're coming from your kitchen. 
but it's technically a ghost kitchen, right? People can order your books online and experience in them. They don't have to go to a whole different author's journey or author's sensibility. Because let's be real, the veil has been lifted between pen names and actual author names. Like J.K. Rowling says in her Twitter bio, she's also Robert Galbraith. But you know that when you buy a Robert Galbraith book, it's a different set of sensibilities than, say, a J.K. Rowling's signature series. You see, as a creator, you have many different options how you deliver your content or your wares or your ideas. You can give everyone everything and show how much your range is. You could have seasons like like automobile manufacturers or fashion companies where you have a certain idea and then you sunset that and have a whole new expression. But like the ghost kitchen model, you can ideally have a different brand that may be even marketed as something completely different but then offering things of your quality because it comes from your mind or your ideas, but with a whole different twist, a different look, or different aesthetic. The options are really up to you. That depends on the kind of creative work you do, the kind of art, and your personality. Now, a long, long time ago, New Amsterdam sold uh, high-quality stationery, and it was amazing. We talked about that in a couple episodes prior. What was awesome about that is, yes, even though it was co-founded by yours truly, I really wanted to have a different sensibility. And to be honest, it still kind of does, even though I'm a bit more forward with it and I'm saying, yes, I also am part of this. But if someone says, hey, man, I love the content from New Amsterdam, it doesn't undercut anything under my personal brand or other things I'm working on. The choice really is yours as the creator. Think about that. The next time you decide to write that next novel or the next time you want to try a different form of art, or the next time you want to try your hand at a different accent on stage. Ghost Kitchens. Say it with me, Ghost Kitchens. That's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Listen, if you're out there this Halloween with a costume, please tag me on social because I know this happens to me every year. I always tell myself I'm going to have a costume. It's going to be great. The week comes, it sneaks up on me. Halloween does. And I never get my costume out. And I get mad and I say, I'll do it next year. So if you guys do a costume, tag me on social at Boys on Twitter, at Flopito on Instagram, and of course, Flopito.com. I would love to see it. Uh, make sure you follow the show at NewAmsterdam.com. I can't wait to see what you have for this holiday. Number three on my power rankings. Right? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, the city is yours. 